who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole Hi, I'm Stephanie Strange, and I'm here to play Real or Creepy. I'm a psychic medium and a spooky content creator. Hi, I'm Brittany Krav. I am a paranormal YouTuber and a paranormal investigator, and I'm here to play Real or Creepy. So we are so excited to determine whether or not these stories are a real haunting or a fake creepypasta. So we're going to jump into our first story of the night. It's called Ghost at Hampton Court Palace. Ooh, fancy. I know, right? Very fancy ghost. I used to work night shifts as a security guard at Hampton Court Palace. And if you don't know, it's thought to be one of the most haunted buildings in the UK. One night, I stood outside in the courtyard waiting to my shift to end. There weren't many other guards on site that night. And out of nowhere, I started to hear a crowd of voices who seemed to be singing and laughing. It's only faint, but was still noticeable as the court was dead silent. And I swear to you, when I looked into the window of the ballroom, I could see lights and about 20 figures moving around. I even remember hearing music like a violin. I quickly spoke to the guard at the entrance and asked if there was some sort of event. And he said, no, no one should be in the palace. So I went inside and while I was walking to the ballroom, the voices and singing did not stop. I could hear them clearly. I opened the door slowly and almost instantly it fell silent. The ballroom was empty. No people, no lights, no music. I got goosebumps, and it didn't take me long to get out of there. I never believed in ghosts before that night, but now I'm changed forever. I'm still trying to explain it. Dun, dun, dun. All right, Brittany. So this one, if you like stories tied up in a nice bow, we have almost the scene from The Shining where everybody's dancing in the ballroom, all the, the spirits and ghosts. 
does it add more credence to you that it's in the UK? I don't know. For me, whenever I think of something that's not domestic, it feels more spooky. You're not domestic. So what do you what do you think, Brittany? Does it make you believe this a little more? What's funny though, it's actually like four years ago today, I was actually at the Stanley. So it's funny that you like bring it up for like the shining and everything. Oh, wow. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. weird. First of all, so this place is in the UK. Love that. Is it a real place though? Because if it's an actual real location, then the story, I think, has a better chance of being true. Yeah, it's real. (laughs) 4.7 stars on Google should visit. Okay. I think I have, like, I've never heard of this place until now. I think it's got to be true. You know, they claim that it has a history of being haunted. You know, I certainly see where you're going there. I mean, Stephanie, when it's somewhere that you know that is supposed to be haunted and you hear a story like this, that my instinct is to believe it. But man, it's also like a pretty big story seeing like a whole ballroom scene like that with with ghosts. I don't know. Where where are you falling on this one? Yeah, and I looked it up and it says here that apparently it's haunted by Catherine Howard's ghost. Hmm. Um, I'm looking at the the TripAdvisor. So fun fact, you can always look up a place, go to TripAdvisor, type in the word haunted, and you'll hear people's stories. I'm trying to see. Like, I did not know haunted. that. That's a great, <laughs> great hack. This is an educational episode, not yes. just. <laughs> um, so I, I'm seeing that people are talking about like haunted galleries, a haunted ghost and all that stuff. However, like you said, I, I'm inclined to believe that, yes, there's history. I mean, obviously, Europe has a lot of older locations and stuff, but it's so well written. It's it's literally like you just said, if it reminds you of like a movie or a, like any kind of thing, it reminds me of like, yes, the The Shining. But it also reminds me of like the Haunted Mansion and like you're on the ride and there's all these ghosts dancing in the ballroom. And even like the most recent movie, it literally sounds like a ripoff of all these movies. Like, no offense. I'm sorry if it's a real story. (laughs) But it's so similar to like literally a scene where you walk into a haunted house and it's all everyone dancing. It's like, how often do you see a bunch of ghosts manifest like that, though? Um, Uh It's really rare. So that's the only reason why I'm not not sure about this like i'm willing to believe it's a creepy pasta body location because we do stuff like that on something scary write about hmm. we write stories like fictional stories um about locations and write fictional yeah fi- like fictitious stories on mm-hmm. locations the locations is real the history is there but the stories in itself are not real um like for example one of them we did about the bird cage theater it's haunted in tombstone arizona but the story itself was fictitious like we amplified it to make it more interesting and so i think that that's what it is with and everyone knows users know that about something scary so i'm not like you know giving away anything secret here everyone knows that these are like you know animations and stuff but that's why i think it's like in a way a creepypasta obviously we did confirm that it's haunted but it's so well written. And I think that's actually a compliment though, because if it is a real story, kudos, they're a good writer. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. um, this is how you guys saw it. And, and I don't know, this is such a like American perspective, but I, in my head, when I was reading this, I saw a big security guard, like having to pull his pants up all the time as he's walking around and like his guns weighing him down and he's looking through this window and he's just like, oh, it makes me uh, laugh a little <laughs> on the inside. This is definitely one of those. Or am I just imagining the wrong yes, movie? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. This is definitely one of those that I want to be real. So I'm just going to choose to believe it's real because it's really fun. And I want to believe that a bunch of ghosts can still party in the afterlife because if I've got to like reanimate every night to do something, that's, that's 
like kind of a, a great way to spend my uh, forever existence. <laughs> Wander with us into a world of magic. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with and reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. We'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. All right, so we're going to jump into story number two, titled Grandma Saved Me from the Grave. I had just gotten my license at age 16. I'm now 28 and was on my way to my god-awful after-school job in the next little town over from ours. I was still brand new to driving and was scared of everything when I was behind the wheel. I came to one of the only four-way stoplights in town and was the first one there at the white line. I sat patiently for the light to turn green, probably fiddled with the radio a little bit, just waiting for the signal to change. The light changed, and I took my foot off the brake and was about to accelerate. Now, everybody's grandparents had something they were known for saying. They're little catchphrases. My great-grandmother, who had passed two years earlier, would holler, Hold your horses! When me and my siblings slash cousins got rowdy or impatient. That's what I heard as I took my foot off the brake. Hold your horses. Just as clear as if she was sitting right next to me. It scared the shit out of me, so I slammed my foot back down on the brakes, and not a second later, an 18-wheeler came barreling through the intersection, having ran the red light. I would have been flat Stanley had it not been for Nana riding shotgun that day. All right, Steph, it's an interesting one. Got a, an audible haunting, which, of course, you know, we've heard people... And maybe some of us have even, you know, experienced that before. It almost sounds like how people describe spirit guides sometimes. But what do you think about this one? I think it's real. I think that it's it's very, um, like you said, it, it sounds very cohesive to like other experiences of people being saved by fatal accidents by like a loved one, a deceased loved one or a spirit guide. And it's so interesting because I know we've been talking about how like when you hear this story and you envision yourself and you walk yourself through step by step and it felt very much like, yeah, you know, this was my, uh, you know, my grand, you know, my grandma and they even use like certain personal like catchphrases, they even said the word shit. So like, um, and I think that alone sounds so personal, like these little key personal touches into the way they're writing um, that it sounds, it doesn't sound like they're over, like they're acting out a scene. It sounds like personal, a very personal, intimate experience sharing that. I don't know. That's the vibe I was getting. So I think it's real. All very valid points. Brittany, how did this one make you feel? Have you ever had an almost disaster? And it, I mean, it didn't have to be you hearing somebody literally say, don't do this, but ha has your gut ever turned you away from disaster kind of like that? Oh yeah, Definitely. I've never actually like heard something tell me to get out of it, but I get like a gut feeling. I definitely believe that this is real as well. Cause like what Steph was saying, it's very personal and using, you know, the word shit. And also the grandma saying, hold your horses. Like there's nothing scary about hold your horses hearing that, you know, if they wanted to make the story scarier, they could have, if it was made up, they could have chosen something creepier for the grandma to say. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's something that she would say. So I think it's definitely a personal, true experience. It's just crazy how, if it is real, but how you hear so many paranormal experiences that it can come through as a voice or you see it. Like it, it's weird how 
the other side picks and chooses ways to come in. We won't know though, unless until we die, how it actually works. But it's just, it's weird how that's just all they heard was hold your horses. Talking about kind of being saved by like, whatever that thing is, you know, that, that, you know, we call it a gut feeling and intuition. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, living in Atlanta, I uh, needed a new computer. And I couldn't afford to just like go to, you know, Best Buy or whatever and, and get one. So I went on Craigslist as we did 12, 13 years ago, 14 years ago, I'm being really kind to myself. And I found this computer that that seemed to be a great deal. It had everything I wanted. It was much cheaper than I expected it to be. So I reached out to the person. They didn't haggle at all. My low ball, they were just like, yep, yep. But you got to come to my house to pick it up. And I was like, okay, uh, sure. And I literally went, got in the car and just something was just like, no. And for whatever reason, and I never do this even since then, really, for some reason, I Googled the person's cell phone number and they came up as somebody who was under house arrest for committing a sex crime, essentially. And, and it didn't go into, you know, description of what exactly happened, but, and that's not to say that I was going to be a victim of any sort, but it was certainly fishy. And I just, I never reached back out to the person, you know, and I, I just oh my considered myself like very lucky not to have gone on that journey. Uh, because as we all know, if something is too good to be true, it's typically too good to be true. And I just... I just, till this day, I just wonder what would have happened had I showed up, you know, as this naive 20 year old with a pocket full of cash at this person's house. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, I mean, you should definitely post that story, but yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's a good one. Cause it, it goes far into like, yeah, there's the intuition aspect of it, but like this voice, like, where's this voice coming from ultimately? Yeah. Like, where's the voice coming from? Yeah. Exactly. You know? this was like years ago, like my grandma, she's, she's passed. She passed in like 2015, but this was like early 2000s or something. She was driving late one night and she fell asleep at the wheel. As she fell asleep, she heard a voice telling her, wake up, wake up. And she woke up and she was fine. And she like, yeah, that just came to me. Um, she doesn't know who it was, but she believes it was an angel. That story's always stayed because she's known, like I've always been to the paranormal. So even as a kid, she would tell me stories like that, but yeah, she believes an angel or her um, a guardian angel woke her up because she heard them say, wake up, wake up. Like, who would, where is that voice coming from? Who's telling you that? So, yeah, that just came to me. <laughs> yeah, my grandmother pulled pulled out in front of a school bus and that's when we took her license away. Um, anyway, this is another episode of Real... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that story is true, though. Stephanie, where can our audience find your content? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, and Facebook. I'm Stephanie underscore Strange. And on YouTube, I'm just Stephanie Strange. Awesome. Yeah. Make sure you guys are checking Stephanie out. And Britt, where can our audience find your content? My main platform is YouTube, and it's just at Brittany Crab. And I'm also on Instagram and TikTok, which is Brittany Crab 44 Again, audience, I, I really urge you to, to check them out. They both do amazing stuff that you can tell they're really putting their heart into their content. It's more than just, hey, this is fun, so I'm going to do it. This is, they are truly professionals at what they do, and we are so happy to have them here to play real or creepy. 
You've probably heard the name Mary, Queen of Scots, and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy. But how much do you know about her life and what she was really like? For instance, did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled or that giving gifts was her love language? In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part miniseries about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were, and it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But... I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.